you like, you know, ask for Spyro and you get like fucking, I don't know. Gyro. Like, yeah, like <laughs> what Gyro. What is this? Like Gyro the lizard. You're like, yeah, yeah. Oh. And then you're like, <laughs> you're like thanks, mom. That was so Welcome into the very first episode of Press Any Button to continue either retro rambling or nostalgia nerds. We have not decided on the name yet, but it will be a podcast dedicated to the exploration and rediscovering of retro gaming. Our ties with our nostalgia. Join us as we reminisce on the memories and joy it brought to our lives and hopefully allow the audience to take a trip down memory lane with us. I am joined with my co-host today, Nisha. How are you getting on? I'm brilliant, man. Really excited to do this. How are you getting on? I'm doing good. It's going to be, uh, we're going to have a little bit of banter. We're going to have uh, yeah. a little bit of chats. Hopefully, uh, hopefully reminisce on the good times and uh, oh, yeah. a little bit of retro gaming goodness. So I suppose to start us off, you know, to get to know us a little bit, who is Keith? My, did I say my name is Keith? Probably not. My name is Keith. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, Keith. Hello, how are we doing? Uh, so I suppose to start us off and uh, just so for the people who are listening to get to know us a bit better, Question time for it. I'm kind of interested. When did you start gaming? What got you into it? What is your earliest memories? Well, my first memory of gaming is Duck Hunt and Super Mario Bros. and the NES with my brother, which would have been around, like, I'm going to say 1990 or 1991. You're showing so your age. Like, yeah, I know, yeah, jeez. <laughs> so when I was, like, about four-ish. And that was the first video game I can ever remember playing on the NES. And I can have this strange just i have a very vague picture of uh my, my bedroom at the time and the little crt tv and the nes setup and my brother playing and watching them and playing mario and never getting the controller off him because I was yeah the you were you one. were the you were the player too with <laughs> yeah, the controller yeah. not plugged in yeah yes yes it was not plugged <laughs> in yes yeah man yeah i have it have have one upstairs it's very very cool it's not a shame they don't work on modern tvs though that's um, true. something to do with the light cap- capturing something. Uh, yeah, but, uh, that's the thing about the CRTs as well. They're always so much better for the retro gaming in general. Oh, totally, they? yeah, because of, like, absolutely. Input lag or something. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so, was it kind of did your brother always get like the first console of everything, and then you were the hand me down, or how did it work? Or did you <laughs> well, take we, over? To be, oh, I think like we, I can never remember getting, or sorry, the first console I can remember getting was the n64 like the nes was always there and the super nintendo was always there mm. uh, i can't remember getting them but I, I do remember getting the n64 and that was uh, at christmas time and we got diddy kong racing goldeneye oh, man super mario 64 and possibly mario kart back then i'm not sure but i do specifically remember diddy kong racing and super mario 64 and that christmas like i for, i think i can remember that christmas so well because of the N64 coming into the house and me and Aiden playing it. And then eventually it ju- he kind of, I don't know, he, he grew up a little bit. He was, he's like three years older than me. So he just was less into it than yeah, I Yeah, where you never hooked. grew up. You were just then, from... No, no, never. <laughs> I'm still playing it like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, but what about you, man? What was your first console? Um, So Game Boy Pocket, technically, was like oh, my yeah. first adventures into it. I remember... I remember going uh, on holidays to Spain with my parents. I say yeah. it was like six, and uh, it was the class. So I got a translucent Game Boy Pocket. But the best thing about it was, I don't know if you've ever tried to buy Game Boy games when you were small on holidays or anything like that. But they were all pirated copies. Yeah. The consoles were real. 
So I had a, I had a 32 games in one, which kind of blows my mind because the fact that 32 actual fully fledged Game Boy games fit on one Game Boy game yeah. kind of blew my mind a little. But um, I remember like they were pretty scuffed. <laughs> Like even even at that age, I was like, why does Barbie have no hair? Like, you know, there was all these games in it, man. But um, that was kind of like my first kind of like step into it. And my mom kept calling it a Playboy, which was the best part of it. She was Brilliant. like, she was like, well, she's such a classic mom. She was like, where's your Playboy? I was like, I mean, I didn't even know why that was funny at the time, but my dad oh, yeah. sure did. Yeah. Wait, he, what has he got there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, it's been found. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, like in terms of a console then, like I specifically remember um, Nintendo 64 as well was mine. Like when you mentioned like the Christmas, like that like warms the cockles of my heart, oh, yeah, you know, those yeah, games. Yeah. So my sister got a Nintendo 64. And then I ended up getting a PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember her playing Mario 64. And I remember it's like, this isn't on the PlayStation. I was yeah. like, I was instantly drawn to that game. And to this day, it's still one of my favorite games of all time. Um, and so I eventually got a Nintendo 64 uh, secondhand, I think, because it was a shop. I used to get all my stuff secondhand in. Yeah. Uh, back when retro games were not retro games. And you could buy them for like a fiver inside oh, in the geez. shop, man. Imagine, imagine um and yeah so that was kind of like the first adventure into it i bought a ps1 by finding all change around my house and collecting it for months till i had enough i think i only got, I, I think i only gathered a hundred quid what my dad said it was and just paid the difference you know that kind yeah, of way. yeah 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 uh, and i remember playing gran turismo with him and stuff like that but that would have been my earliest kind of memories for it all right nice um and yeah, and I suppose that kind of brings it on into it in terms of like for you, why is it kind of that you like keep returning to retro gaming or what is it that keeps it close to your heart? Do you know, what is it like, like? Throughout the years, so like I kind of went along with the times when I came to gaming. So I had the N64 and then we had a PS2 and then I had like an Xbox 360, a PlayStation 3. And I kind of, I was kind of going along and I would from time to time, uh, I'd take out the N64 because it was the only console that I'd held on to. The rest of them, you know, just got lost in time uh, as happens. Uh, so from time to time, I get the N64 and I wasn't like, I wasn't always into them. I kind of took, I, like I said, I went along the times, but it was, there was one time I was going, we were going to like a, a, a craft beer festival in Dublin and we stopped off at one of my friend's houses and he had a Super Nintendo and fuck me when i tell you it blew my mind i I hadn't seen one in i don't know like 10 15 years i can't remember how long but it was i was just totally captivated and then i wouldn't shut up talking about it for weeks after that and then my partner got me a surprise gift of a super nintendo for my birthday and i started playing mario kart and then that like then I just spiraled. I was like injecting the nostalgia right into me. I was like, yes, give it to me. <laughs> and uh, then I just went mad on. Uh, then that's kind of what brought me back. And then that got that got me really into it. And even though like I have a PS4, I have a Nintendo Switch. Um, I I, to- I don't know. I like it's. There's so many reasons why people can be into retro video games. In my opinion, there's the simplicity of a lot of them. Like you sure. think Super Super Mario Bros. in the NES, yeah? You turn mm-hmm. that on. There's the Goomba right there. He's sure. gonna hit you. You're gonna die. You're gonna be like, right? Sure. And you jump over those guys. You jump. You hit the mushroom. That gets you big. And straight away you're playing. You yeah, can it, you can figure that game out in seconds. It kind of reminds me in that aspect of like 
kind of I don't know like any game like maybe chess is a bad analogy but like you know you can learn to play it pretty quickly but to get good at it is something else yeah yeah totally and I, and I think as well it's like like you know to what you're saying there you know like the game turns on you know exactly what you're what you're doing you know exactly what your goal is you know exactly what to do I think a lot of frustrations now uh, full disclosure I play modern games all the time right like I'm so do I, man. Yeah. yeah 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 so like I'm still it's not more of a case of that I don't enjoy them but I think it's interesting to compare and contrast them but like yeah tutorials and new games man in cinematic games where you're be two to three to five hours where the game yeah. keeps popping up on the screen it's like press backwards and x to like you know have a wank yeah. kind of thing <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what i mean it's like please why can i go that game off you when you're finished whatever that one yeah is. yeah no matters man it's a it's a bit of an underground title <laughs> but absolutely no problem um but I mean, it's interesting when you say that, because, you know, when you saw that Super Nintendo and it's almost yeah. like you got that instant like rush of like, oh, it's a time capsule thing that like, yeah, you know, yeah. it almost gives you a serotonin buzz. It's the same, you know, when you look at old TV adverts, like, you know, 90s ads or something, and it brings you straight back to like yeah, a time absolutely. and a place. And quite often those times are places when you're a kid and you're like safe and you've no responsibilities and nothing yeah. going on in life. So it's nice yeah. to have those things, you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. And nostalgia, see, I think like nostalgia obviously was the first thing that, that drew me in. And I feel like that's the same for a lot of people. But there's like, there's so many games out there as well. So like, I'm still discovering, discovering new games on the Super Nintendo and yeah. the N64. And even with the N64, it doesn't have an outrageously huge library. But there's still so many games I haven't played. So the consoles are old, but the games are still new if you've never sure. played them before. So yeah, no, hundred percent. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not just revisiting for the sake of memory. You're literally like experiencing the new old games as like as in old games for the first yeah. time as well. Yeah, and yeah, then some sure. of them are just so incredible, like the music, oh, the stories. Like... Final Fantasy 3 and the SNES. I don't know if you've played but that. I haven't, but doesn't six. it blow your mind sometimes when you're like, they could do this then? They were like, yeah, yes. because you know the way people think of games now, like far more as art as they ever did, you know, because of how cinematic they get. But sometimes you go back to an old game and I'm like, these mechanics are in no new games. Like this type of discovery, exploration or storytelling yeah, can still be absolutely. lost on it. Because I just recently played um, Banjo-Kazooie for the first time. And oh, that, nice. Have you played it? Was that, wait, that was your first time playing it? That was my first time playing when oh, I was playing it on stream. Oh, man. Oh, my God. And what it's, did you think? What did I you think? fucking loved it. Like, as in, there's something about... What, what we don't have anymore that frustrates me is platformer right. collectathons, like, collectathons. <laughs> Platformers <laughs> and, you know, collection games. Like, they don't exist yeah. anymore. Like, you'll have a Mario one, but, like, you don't have, like, that Banjo-Kazooie-esque type game anymore. Do you know? Mm, yeah, no, I totally um, get you. But I loved it because, like, Jesus, the buzz you get from, like, 100%ing that level. And I like how oh, kind yeah. of, it was sandbox, but it was linear. So, like, you went into one place, you had this big open play field to, you know, collect all your stuff, mm -hmm. do all the little puzzles. And then when you have that 100%, you move on to, like, the next one. You know, I, there was that sense of completion that when I was doing it, I really enjoyed it. I couldn't, spoilers for Banjo-Kazooie, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> but I couldn't believe that, like, it blew me away, like the different environments, the ambience of them, what you can do with such little graphics, I think yeah. sometimes gets lost in newer games too, where they can look amazing, but they feel like an asset game, you know, where it's just like you've seen that same type of style in every thing you've played before. But there was a quiz at the end of that game, man, about all the things you did in the game that you have to remember. And I was, was like... Was there? Jeez, oh, I don't remember that. There was a whole... Man, I was stuck on a bridge. <laughs> There's a whole board. You go through like a board game as Banjo, because you the whole thing flips yeah. it on its head. 
and it says like uh when you were in this world how many jiggies were here and you had to answer it or what did this character tell you back then and that's the only way you can you had to be paying attention throughout the game yeah and uh then of course i had a huge crush on a sexy gruntilda oh jeez don't get me started (laughs) (laughs) but was that the game you were talking about earlier Backward, uh, backwards and A for a diddle fiddle, yeah, yeah. No. Oh, yeah, man. She's hot as hell. <laughs> um, but yeah, but that's... What, what a game. Uh, yeah, no, for hey, sure. So here's something right now. I, I loved Banjo-Kazooie. I, actually, I started playing it after I watched you playing it. Mm. I started playing it again on the N64. Now, I haven't completed it. I'm only, I'm, I'm only a couple of hours in. But I vaguely remember when I was in school playing this and there was a key... There was a key behind a piece of like an, an ice wall. Mm. Do, do, do you remember seeing that? Sure. You, can't, no. you can't get it. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's not. You can't get it in the game. It's you can't get it un, until Banjo Tooie. Yes. Okay. Is that real? Or that is no. That is that, that is fucking real, which is insane. Oh. Because what you need to do is there's something about you put in the cartridge for Banjo Kazooie, right. and then you take it out and you put in the other cartridge. And it acknowledges, yeah, there's uh, okay. You're only unlocking a memory because okay, so Mary Majora, who's a streamer, yeah. uh, she's yeah. obsessed with Banjo Kazooie. So yeah. I never did this myself, but she was telling right. me about it. So it's definitely there's definitely something there That's to it. Like that and is you, incredible. Yeah, and you something about you have to go back to the old game, do something, and then go back to the new game, which that is, is like nuts. that that type of immersion. Like, can yeah, you imagine yeah. that? Because, like, that's magic. <laughs> it totally, totally you is. Like, but also, like, back then when you've no internet and you're like, how do I get this so fucking oh my God, key? Yeah. And you, like, people could have spent hundreds of hours looking for this. Yeah, <laughs> like, wasting your life. Like, there's got to be a way to glitch into this <laughs> yeah, ice yeah. box. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, God, it's so cool. Um, Funny side story about that. How, yeah. um, how imaginative my brain was as a child. <laughs> So me and my friend uh, Richard, we like would have spent every weekend at each other's house, would play all these games. And we had Formula One on um, the N64. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know time trials in racing games where there's a ghost image of what you had? We yeah, didn't understand yeah. what that was at all. And we were fully convinced that there was a demon inside our cartridge copying everything <laughs> we were doing. <laughs> so we were like freaking the fuck out. Being, like, oh, my. And we're like, he's doing the same thing we did. Like absolutely <laughs> shitting our pants. Like, oh. God help us. And I, I, I'd say in my head, I think we're seven. We were probably 14. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, man, that's so funny. Uh, I think as well, like, yeah, coming back to, like, you know, you said, like, you can play, like, you know, retro games for the nostalgia. Because I do think it's like, um, do you know, if you go back to a game you love, yeah. do you know, if you're replaying it, there is that sense, particularly if it's from your childhood. There is mm. that very much so sense, like, you know, there's no anxiety playing it. You know exactly yeah, how to yeah, play it. Yeah. You know what you're doing. It's like, uh, you know, it's like seeing an old friend again. You know, it's just yeah, you take is, off yeah. where you left off. It's total comfort, like. Yeah, it's like when people watch Friends over and over again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? True. It's like they know, they know what they're getting into. There's going to be no surprises. Um, yeah, it's nice and easy. Yeah, so I think there's elements of that that keep you coming back. But I think I also, told, as yeah. you said... Like, you know, the, it's it's more immediate. Sometimes it's a lot tighter experience. You're kind of getting mm. more out of your time sometimes, yeah. you know, because you're not watching a three-hour cinematic and then a five-hour tutorial, and then you're like, shit, I have a job to do, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And most of the time, <clears throat> now I know we're talking about Banjo and you can't get to that key, mm. you need the other game, but most of the time when you get the game, that's it. You don't have to worry about DLCs and buying new things and spending more money or... 
I you know what I mean? Do you know what's another huge aspect for me as well about them, which I miss, is the experience of buying the game. Yeah. Getting the box art. Oh, opening up the yeah. manual. Yeah. Like, I used to, I used to like, remember I'd get the game and I wouldn't be allowed to play it for, like, a day or two. So, like, I right. would be reading it. I'd be absorbing it before I had yeah. it. I'd take the Absolutely. manual to school. I'd look mm. at all the drawings. You know, like, it's kind of like someone saying, like, oh, do you know, have a vinyl over Spotify or something, do you know? Yeah, yeah, there yeah. There obviously is benefit to downloading digital stuff. But having that full experience of absorbing oh, totally, all that was amazing. Yeah, it's a huge part that like manuals and the full color manuals that has mm. a nice little intro, a nice little story to it, and it can get you totally wrapped into the game before you've even turned it on. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that was a huge part. And the fact as well that when you looked at those manuals, they would actually like they could be very cleverly done telling you like they give you lore about the game. Sometimes there's mm. only stuff you could find out about the lore within it or like kind of secrets uh, within the manual. Like, you know, the old Grand Theft Auto games were brilliant for having like it was like a tour guide of the city and you had the full yeah map the big well map yeah yeah i know it was Absolutely. like it made you feel like you were going into that where like someone you went into a tourist office and like here's the yeah. manual of the game and it created a connection between what was on your screen and reality because you had that kind of physicality of something that made you feel more immersed in the world as well which i think is cool yeah absolutely um so yeah, I, I think like having all them was a really nice aspect. That's why I still will get like special editions of games I like new because you still you'd have to pay more, but you'll get like you know an art book or something that comes with it, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's um, definitely it's definitely worth it. Um, because I like when the Switch when I when I first started playing games on the Switch and there was no manual, I was just, it's just I was I was like why like why would they get rid of something that's so now um obviously it must be t- something to do with cost or whatever. But I was like, it's such a huge part of the game itself is the mm. manual. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a part of the like, it's a part of the experience. Experience, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. It's not just playing the game; it's kind of getting it. It's the excitement of going home, you know, yeah, and, and yeah. opening it up. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously there is you know benefit to games being digital in terms of the fact that like you can have a library of fifty of them in one go and you oh, can totally, just stick yeah. between them. But still, mm. it's nice to have it. Uh, with that in question, thinking about different generations, like to you. Because, I don't know, I, like so I stream on Twitch, and sometimes yeah. I put a game in a retro category. Like, the other day I was playing Bioshock, right? Right. And that game came out in 2006 or whatever, right? It's, like, nearly 15 years old or something, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that maths is all off. <laughs> but something <laughs> like that anyway, right? Yeah. Uh, and people were like, what are, you, what are you doing putting Bioshock in a retro category? I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, I mean, 15 years in technology and everything else. So I'm kind of curious in your brain what constitutes as retro to you well i remember reading a thing about what what retro is and i fucking totally disagreed with it because <laughs> it technically made the nintendo wii retro and i was like nah there's no way there's okay. no reason right. so i remember reading a thing and it was like any console that is not produced anymore interesting uh, is technically considered retro interesting um so the Wii, because I'm fairly sure, well, I'm fairly sure the Wii isn't, they don't make Wiis anymore. No, I don't think so. The, yeah, I don't even yeah. think they make, um, they don't Wii make Xbox use. Ones or PS4s. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> well, no, they do make PS4, that's not true. But there's like the base version of the, like last gen's consoles, I think some of them are fading out even. Yeah, but there's like, there's there's obviously video game consoles from like the 70s or a really early 80s. <clears throat> but my kind of, my retro is NES and onwards. Sure. The Famicom and onwards. Yeah. Sure. So like two so, D sprite games, kind of. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, would you kind would of... you include N sixty four as retro? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Even the GameCube. 
Yeah, you see, I think I think it's interesting, right? Because, well, I mean, the Wii is only one step past that, but you wouldn't consider the Wii retro, no, would you? No, no, I wouldn't. That's where you draw the line. Yeah, totally, yeah, totally. <laughs> That's the hill you're going to die on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think, I think it's interesting, right? Because I think it depends, right? Because if you're, right. let's say you're a 15-year-old. Yeah. Right? And you're like, you see an Xbox 360 you're going to yeah. think like it's a perspective thing i think sometimes oh, totally, yeah, yeah. you're going to think that's a, a f- an archaic fucking granny mm-hmm. do you know what i mean <laughs> so it's like but i get you i don't know it's funny because the gamecube and Wii to me are the exact same thing it's just they just added a sensor bar on top of it do you think yeah <laughs> well i mean the gamecube and the Wii is basically like in terms of graphics and everything else is the same but you just have fucking motion controls but... yeah and then the, the, the Wii does have ports for gamecube controllers there's yeah, loads yeah, of yeah. games that came no, out. No, the, the Wii GameCube is literally the like there was a development kit of a Wii that was literally a GameCube with the sensor yeah, on top of it. Me. I swear to God, <laughs> the, the, the Wii was the controller. The Wii was really the controller. Like that right, was yeah. the console, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if you look at any of those games, like because the Wii plays GameCube discs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it just takes them in there, which is really, really cool. But um, mm. yeah, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I'd be interested. I don't know if anyone ever ends up listening to this. And you can actually, yeah. like, you know, who knows? And you can reply. I'd be curious to know, like, what people consider, you know, as a question out there to anyone who listens. Even, P- I'd go as far, PS1, obviously, PS2, and the Xbox original. That's, they're, they're my cutoffs. Yeah, so the I... most modern of them would be the Xbox original, PS2, yeah. and GameCube. And I, I, can, I can see that. I, I just wonder, like, what is, is the logic coming from? Is the place is, is it coming from a place of feeling or logic? Do you know that kind of way? Is it like, like it's it's all down to per it's all down to personal perspective. Like you said, like someone who's who might have grown up with a three sixty, that's their retro. Sure. And that's absolutely cool. It's what it's whatever, it's down to you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, completely. Um no, it's an interesting one for sure. But um I suppose as well then, kinda like, you know, why do you, uh, first of all, you do have a bit of a retro game collection, right? Like, as in you play on original hardware and stuff? Oh, totally, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, there's certain games that are outrageously priced at the moment. That and it's you, gone you... insane since COVID. Oh, I don't know if you've yeah. noticed. It's yeah, really... I have. <laughs> I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, games so... that were two, three hundred or a thousand now. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's wild. I was actually just watching a video on that recently. But um, yeah, in I... terms of collecting, like, what's kind of what do you like about having them? Um, I, I, I don't know, like, uh, the whole thing about physical media and not just having the license to play something, because mm. with, with with digital downloads, it can, you know, if, say, if something happens to your console, it's all gone for the moment or something, or, sorry, not, not something happens to your console, if something happens to, like, the company or something, or the, yeah. the website gets shut down, then they're all gone, but with, with, with like, classic games... Uh, yeah, you have them there. They can't be taken like unless you, just, yeah, if you, if, unless you decide to get rid of them. Mm. Uh, and then also, it's I think it just ties in with the the retro. It's an old school thing of when you're younger, you had to always just have physical media. That's what you got. You went and rented a video out of a video shop instead yeah, of renting, stream, streaming something from Netflix. You know what I mean? Mm. It's it, that that's that was the way we grew up with media, be it games uh, or videos or anything like that. We always had to buy them, and I had it. You had a few games there. You could swap them with friends. Sure. Um, so I think it kind of ties in with the the whole retro gaming thing, and maybe that's why um, collecting is such a huge part of retro gaming as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's that aspect of like I think there's the fear of loss in certain ways. Do you know what I mean? That it's like you know yeah. you're playing this thing that like you know means a lot to you. So if you don't physically have it, you're afraid one day it's just not going to exist. Do you know? 
Like there, there's mm-hmm. definitely certain games yeah. that you know are in the more pricey side. Now look, there is. I don't know how. I know Nintendo's kind of weird about like re-releasing certain stuff, and I know they have the Switch Online and all that. But as you said, mm-hmm. like it, there is, it is a different experience, you know, playing on the OG as well, and having the controller that it was made for. You know, there's a big aspect yeah, of yeah. that too. Oh, totally, yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. But I, I think collecting for me was definitely a mix between like I think having all like okay, so like I like I've moved out of home, but like from all my stuff at home is you know it's all there. I know it's there, but like yeah. having you know the wall of all the games I've collected. I think first of all, it's kind of it's like a memory unlock for me in one ways. Like that game, yeah. I'm emotionally attached to the game because I played that with my best friend for three years, and you know having yeah. that physical piece of thing on my shelf, you I know, the game you, yeah. or whatever is that mm-hmm. connection to it too so it's like there is an emotional connection to it's like someone having um like a teddy from when they were a kid you know like yeah, there's an attachment yeah, to that yeah and sometimes with those games there's the same thing because you're attached to the memories yeah sentimental totally mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and i think as well there's got to be something about having a collection like look for some people they're going to view it as hoarding for other people they're going to view <laughs> it as like are you out of your mind why you know but it's like everyone has their own things in different ways but, uh, but collecting is like people collect stamps yeah people yeah yeah magazine you know collecting is a, is a hobby in itself sure it's the, you know it's the mean, thrill so. of kind of finding the one you want it's the yeah. challenge of looking for them and kind of and then like display i like i like displaying mine on this like you said like having them on the shelves i yeah, think it looks sure. cool that's kind of the, the, it's a nice aesthetics to it as well I think there's got to be like a kind of psychology around the like, you know, keeping you safe, surrounded by your things that you, yeah, you know, yeah. that you love and that like remind <laughs> you of being a kid or something. Absolutely. Probably, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, to that end, though, obviously, you still sometimes have to like, I don't know if you do. I know you mostly play on the original, but obviously people emulate as well because games are like, you know, 500 quid. <laughs> yeah, and it's that's not the thing. Like I started playing uh, Earthbound on the, yeah. the, the, on the, the Switch library mm. uh, the snares library on the switch because uh, well first of all airbound wasn't released in pal regions it wasn't released in europe or anything so we never got it over here mm-hmm. but uh the, the price of the cartridge alone is uh, like uh, at minimum tr- i'm gonna say 350 euro for, yeah, for the yeah. one card for the cartridge for the game and like my, my worry like w- what i've done in the past is <clears throat> like no i don't buy very expensive games it's, it's not something i've ever i've never really done i have a couple of ones like maybe around 100 quid but that's the max i don't go mad um sure. but like i've what i've done is i've played games on when the snes mini came out <clears throat> i played secret of mana on mm-hmm. this or on the snes classic and i totally fell in love with the game absolutely adored it played through it thought it was so cool that i was like now i have to have a physical copy of this game because I love it so much. Sure. It's now one of my favorite Super Nintendo games. I have nice. to have it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, now I got very, I got stupidly lucky that I got a copy of it for around, a box copy um, for around um, 50, 60 quid, I'm going to say. But uh, I, I kind of find, I like, but I'd be afraid to spend 350 euro and upwards on a game and then what if you don't like it? Yeah. What happens if you play it? Or, like, or else there's really so much like counterfeit games as well going around, you know, because yeah. they know the market's so big that like, you know, people are making fakes all over the place as well. Oh, totally, yeah. Like there's, that, an what... interest, there's an interesting um, 
thing so like you can get a thing for your laptop that i saw a few people using where you can plug your game boy games into and like so you're still oh, cool. using your original games but it just like yeah. goes into a little slot and you're on your laptop and it'll actually tell you as well if the game's real or not so it has oh, like no a detection. yeah so it has a detection on it i got i gotta check out the company i'll get it for the next day that sounds really cool yeah yeah so you know if you're like buying a fake game you know you could bring that with you and just slap it in and we'll tell you if yeah. it's the original code or whatever hardware yeah. that it works on um I've seen a few things, like I've watched like loads of videos on what like what to watch out for for counterfeit games. Sure. And like 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 some of them is well, I I can spot it as soon as I look at it. You can look at the cartridge and you're just straight away the colors off. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. if it's a Nintendo cart, they have a very specific gray. Sure. And if it's slightly lighter or darker, it just it yeah. stands out so much. And then the label, but then you can open them up, and I think there's a thing on the on the motherboard of the game. It's like where, the Nintendo uh, chip or whatever. Yeah, but loads of the counterfeit ones. Yeah, there is the Nintendo chips, but loads of the counterfeit ones have. I know I have no clue about build, building an actual game, but they have like this black blob that they use, whatever it is for building the game, and they're all on. They're all on modern counterfeit games, apparently. Sure. Um, I don't know whatever the, whatever the the technology is, and that's another way to kind of spot. So you just open because it could be a really good counterfeit on the outside. Mm-hmm. When you open it up and look at look at the motherboard, you can there's differences you can spot. So yeah, yeah. thankfully, there's plenty of you know videos and uh, stuff out there to teach people. But yeah, like you could potentially spend five hundred euro yeah, on a game. Yeah. And, yeah, and, it's, it's, and it's funny though, right? Because then I think about that. It's like, well, if you're ignorant to it, you never know. You know what I mean? You'd be sitting there happy on yourself, you know? Yeah, because absolutely. like you wonder what you're buying. Like, obviously, look, it's important. I know it's important that it's authentic and I get that. But sometimes you're buying the happiness of thinking you have something you want. You know? yeah, yeah. You're like, no, I have. You're, you believe all those 30 games on your shelf are all real. You know, who's, yeah. who's that to take it away from anyone? Yeah, either? true. Yeah, absolutely. But then some people also... Like loads of people don't care about authenticity; they just want to play the game, and they'll buy uh, re- reproduction carts. Like that, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like labels. They're, yeah, they're they're happy. Like because I, I know a lot of people get the boxes. Like you know, people remake the boxes. I'd, yeah, I think you'll yeah. probably like. There's definitely a market for you know N64 boxes remade. Obviously, look, they're not the original, but I yeah, think no. for people who want to display them, because you know the grey carts just all lined up, people want to have yeah. the boxes, so they do mm. do reprints of the boxes for collectors, yeah. which is nice. Mm. Um, and they're to- I, well i found uh, i've seen a couple and they're they stand out so much like if you put them side by side to a real box it is insane the difference see, i'm cringing to me, right? anyway to me because i had all these boxes man you don't want to hear one of the worst stories go on oh no oh my on. god i can't like you know the child that's like you ruined burn them, did you? oh my god well i have a worst story about my pokemon oh, cards no. right oh, so no. I, I actually regretted it when i did it as a kid that's how bad it was oh. so like i had all my pokemon cards i don't know if any of them were like fucking like you know first editions of some of the second saga mm-hmm. or whatever they were so i had them all and i had you know one of those poly packet poly pocket ring binders yeah so I didn't have the poly pockets, right? I just had the ring binder <laughs> thing. And so I had a puncture. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> and I was like, I punctured all my best Pokemon cards to put what? them in the ring bite. I swear to uh, God, man. That's pretty Which clever, I, though. Man, that's pretty clever. I, well, pretty clever. <laughs> I yeah. mean, look, I mean, it was making the best of what you had to yeah. put your cards in a ring binder. Uh, oh, it man. makes me die. Yeah, um, I can I can remember cutting up my uh, specifically. Oh fuck! It hurts me. It hurts me to think about it. But I can remember cutting up my uh, Ocarina of Time box, cardboard box, to cut out the logo to, and put a thumbtack and put it on my fucking bedroom wall. <laughs> 
But you know the thing about that is, right? At least with your version of it, you know, you were like, you were turning something into something else. I was just destroying. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just absolutely, like, might as well took a lighter to them. Yeah. But, um, like, because, you know, there's something innocent. Like, because, you know, like, you know, you'd write your name on the cartridge. Like, you wouldn't care. Dude, yeah. I have, like, I'm so lucky. My pride, like, my prized possession, the thing yeah. that I like yeah. most is I have, um, Pokemon Stadium N64, right? Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. It's not the Pikachu one. It's like the normal-shaped N64. It's like blue and yellow and has the Pokemon etched in on top of it. Nice. And um, it's one of, like, the rarer ones, you know? So it's like... I think they were, like, Australian imports only or something. But um, so I remember I got... So basically, the story of that was I wanted to get Pokemon... And that's probably a good segue into the next topic anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wanted to get Pokemon Stadium more than anything. Uh, and I was convinced what Pokemon Stadium was, was the Game Boy game in 3D. So right. as I had Nintendo magazines, and yep. when I read them, I fused what Pokemon Snap was and Stadium together in my brain. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I have, you know, yeah, we'll be traveling from place to place. I see the Pokemon, and then I yeah. go into the battles. So I was like, I have to have it. Uh, and I had the secondhand N64, and I was ringing the shops. I used to have to, like, wait in my dad's office, ring every shop in the morning because they were sold out for so long. This is when, po- like, 99, 2000, 2001, when Pokemon was the biggest. Everywhere. yeah. Like, I mean, it's still the biggest company going, but, like, this is when, like. Pokemania. Yeah, yeah, this is when it was, like, omnipresent in society. <laughs> yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so I was, like, ringing, and I rang up Golden Discs, uh, which are still around, surprisingly. Yeah. And I was like, um, they were like, or my dad probably was. And he was like, oh, yeah, we've one copy left. And I was like, fucking yes. Oh, my yeah. God. So, like, we ran out there, like, fucking drove about 200 kilometers an hour down up Patrick Street or whatever. <laughs> and, like, went in there, went upstairs. And they were like, here it is. But it was the fucking boxed N64 edition with the game, the VHS, uh, and the Paraback. And I was fuck. like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, we have to buy it. I was like, look, there's no turning back now. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he was, was that when you got it. No, no, right. So what happened was he was like, oh, geez, I don't know about that. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. number one, like, you know, you don't want to spoil the shit out of you. And number two, it's like your mom will probably <laughs> kill me. Um, but he was like, look, what we'll do is we're like, will you hold on to it? So we asked your woman, will you hold on to it? And we're like, yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to run home. We're going to grab your N64. We'll sell that. And then at least we can go in, you know, with a bit of things. So that's the one yeah. I got. That's the one I no have. No way. Yeah, yeah. So I have that the, is the VHS. So cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's the one I have. What's and, the VHS? Um, what, what video did you get with it? There was uh, some Pokemon episodes on VHS with it. Oh, there cool. was the expansion pack for the N64 controller that goes in the end. You can play yeah. Pokemon yeah. Red and Blue on your TV. Yeah, yeah. And also transfer the Pokemon over into Pokemon Stadium. Into Stadium, yeah. However, <laughs> the reality of when I got it was I was... Like, you know when you buy a game as a kid and you're internally crying because it's not what you thought it was going to be? (laughs) (laughs) So there I was after making my dad buy a whole new N64 box pack. And I was like, okay, so this is the battling, but where is running from town to town? And then once I realized it wasn't there, you know, that like heart sink feeling. It's like, oh no, I used my yearly allowance. (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah i've had a few of those situations it is heartbreaking absolutely uh, heartbreaking oh man or like when you like you know ask for spyro and you get like fucking i don't know gyro like, yeah like gyro <laughs> what is this like gyro the lizard you're like, yeah, yeah. and then you're like <laughs> you're like thanks mom that was awesome. <laughs> 
like tears streaming down your face. Oh my god! I, like oh. my, my friend Richard, I mentioned earlier, he was um like I, I still talk to him, like he's in Australia now. But like we used to, I was I remember like just like laughing, crying one day because like the poor man, like he was like told his mom, it's like I want this game, cute game, and this game. Yeah. And she came home. <laughs> like there's two games on the list she's like i went into the shop and the man told me you'd probably like these ones instead oh. and he got like it was simpsons like taxi game and it was like um like spyro 5 which was like you know trash and like <laughs> i remember he was there when he got him and he was just like and i knew the games he asked for and he was just like Oh, I can, I because can you, you don't want to be like a little bollocks and be like that's not what I fucking asked for yeah but I mean but you know as a kid you like think about those games every night you go to sleep dreaming of what it would be like to play them and yeah. then you're like you know oh I mean look you know fucking hell it's better well let, let me happened. tell you let me tell you the story about how I got Pokemon for the first time my first okay, we're, this, is, this is a beautiful segue. Uh, we were planning to talk about Pokemon today in yeah, some capacity well, as our first th- kind of game of it. This totally leads into how I first got Pokemon. So I was, I can remember flicking through a magazine and I saw a Pokemon Game Boy. And it wasn't, it was an actual, it wasn't an actual Game Boy, but it was like a little handheld device uh, with Pikachu on it. You know, like one of those kind of, it has one little game built in or two little games sure, built in. Sure, it was or something, it's like something that, that yeah. you get in Smiths, like something yeah, that was like, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can remember seeing that, and my, my grandmother was working uh, in America at the time, and she was like, Do you want me to bring you back anything from, from America? And I was like, Yeah, Pokemon Game Boy. I want a Pokemon Game Boy. Please get me a Pokemon Game Boy. And she was like, Well, I don't have a fucking clue what that is, but I'll try my best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, she went off, and she was, she was away for weeks and weeks, and when she came back, <clears throat> Uh, I had heard the rumor from my mom that she had picked me up a Pokemon Game Boy, and oh, oh man, I was freaking out, freaking out. So I went like, down. Are we, are we down talking to the house. now? By the way, in your head, just to paint a picture, you're talking about a Game Boy Color that was a Pokemon designed Game Boy Color, was it? That's what you thought in your head you were wanting. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was wanting. It was okay. a, it was a Pokemon Game Boy. Now, not, but I thought it just had like a couple of games built in. You mm. know, not um, I. Not a not an actual Game Boy, but it was like yeah, a couple yeah. of games built in, and I had Pikachu in the front. That was the, the main thing. I had Pikachu yeah, yeah, in the front fucking Pikachu's class. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And uh, so I, we went down, and she pulled out this game, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I can even see it now. For those who don't know, we are video chatting as well, and I can see the recreation of what looks like PTSD and, on a niche's oh, face oh, right I'm now. Shaking, 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 but. It was Pokemon Blue. She got me Pokemon Blue, and I was like, I don't even have a fucking Game Boy. Where the where the fuck? Did it? Now I didn't say that. I wanted to say that. I was sure. thinking that, yeah, but yeah, I was yeah. like, you know, like that thing where you you get the wrong game. I was like, oh, thanks very much. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I, I can there. put this in my and ass. That's like, gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember like sitting there, and to be fair, the, the talking about manuals, the fucking manual you get with oh, Pokemon Red and Blue, the, a... the trainers guard, players guide, the trainers yeah, yeah, guide yeah. is incredible. It's a proper that... introduction again to that link between you playing the game and you feeling like a Pokemon trainer in oh, real life. Totally. You know? And the artwork at uh, Ken Sugimori, oh, you think? The... I love that oh, artwork. It is I love. Amazing. I love. I am so sad that like. You know, the way they were very like, uh, they were almost like, the, the way the coloring was done was this very yeah. kind of pale pastel-y 
yeah, kind of design yeah. with this and mm. um i love the designs of them oh totally yeah so i was uh i was looking through the manual and i remember i was sitting on the couch looking through the manual and i was actually watching the episode where um the tentacle and tentacruel attacked the city yeah yeah i remember I was sitting there and i was looking at the manual and they came in my, my mom my granny came in and were like why aren't you why aren't you playing the game <laughs> i was like oh uh I don't, have, I don't have a Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "What? Why? Why did you ask me to get the game?" And I was like, "Oh, uh, and I did. I didn't want to say like." I thought you'd get me the that's console. Not what, that's <laughs> what I asked for. And I was like, oh, I, I, I thought I might have had one." And she was like, "Well, I think your uncle Kieran has one upstairs." And oh my god, I fucking nearly jumped straight up through the ceiling. So I ran upstairs. Got, got. He had like an original. Uh, the one Game with the Boy. nineteen batteries yeah, in the yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Sure enough, there was no fucking batteries in the house. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and you need, you need so, a new, you need a nuclear power plant yeah, to. Stop. So they were like, here, here's a bit of money. Flight one down in the shop, and what? Like, oh, Jesus, I'd say there must have been fire coming off my heels because I tore down to that shop. Oh my god! And, I love and it, man. basically, I got home that day and I fired a Pokemon Blue, and it is still one of my favorite games of all time the nostalgia around that game is insane it, but it crazy, all yeah. stemmed from me asking for something getting something i didn't want <laughs> like we were talking about sure. and then that that was my introduction to pokemon video games and, and were you watching the anime first is that what got yeah you i was first? watching the show yeah, yeah, yeah and then the you're at the game because Here's oddly enough, the game with... exists before the like. It took me yeah. years to realize that it was a the game is the game. Everything's based around the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, it was a green, green and red when they came mm-hmm. out in Japan. Yeah, but I got so because she got it in America, I got it before it was released in Ireland. Oh, <gasps> you lucky fuck! Well, like, hated you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can remember saying to my friends, "You're like, what the fuck is that?" and uh yeah i can just remember and then then it hit it was very soon very soon it was like very soon after uh, the games were released here but uh yeah that was that was my introduction to pokemon game boy or pokemon video games and i have another story but i'll save for another podcast about you're talking about pokemon stadium another Mm. story about america and pokemon stadium and being terribly disappointed by my own uh, stupidity. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I'll leave. I'll, I'll leave that one okay. hanging, and I'll, and I'll you, tell you. You want to leave some juicy content yeah, for another yeah, day? Yeah. What about you? What, so was Pokemon Stadium your first? No. Or po- no. what was your what was so, your introduction? It was my communion. Yeah. So basically, I was in school. There was one or two lads who had the game. Yeah. Um, I was kind of into the show, and I was mm-hmm. like what the fuck do you know what i mean it's like i need like you know we we all sound extremely like hilarious it's like you didn't get me my game i'm a spoiled brat (laughs) but um so i was like it was my communion and so Mm -hmm. you know you get communion money so it's like i don't know if anyone doesn't know what that is it's like when you're seven in catholic ireland something happens (laughs) (laughs) something happens in the church to you and you get some money for it So anyway, I said I must use that money to good use. Um, I actually can't even remember. Yeah, some. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. So I remember being taken down to Smith's, which was our local toy store, and yeah. sitting like, like I have these memories so tight. Like the, I almost know what the box feels like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. being in that shop and seeing the boxes in the plastic on the shelf and being like, oh, it's so cool. I've yeah, always had yeah. an affinity for like, you know anything that came like in a good packaging anyway but so red and blue and i was like 
what the fuck do I pick? You know what I mean? I was there. My dad was like, we have to go. I was saying a good 15 minutes, like, but how can I pick? This was yeah. the classic Keith making him buy a new N64, but like both of them. <laughs> but that, didn't, yeah. that didn't happen. Didn't so I ended, I ended up picking blue. Right. And um, so that was grand. And then, I don't know, because it was still my communion, like he took me away from like, you know, meeting different family to go and buy the game halfway through oh, the nice. days. Yeah. Cool. Fair play. And then we went back and, oh my God, let me think now. It was like my mom's at the time's best friend daughter was like, oh my right. God, that's so cool. And I had to be busy going places. So like, can I play the game? I was like, no, like, you know, <laughs> I want to experience this. But anyway, I gave it to her. It was fine. Because, you know, your yeah. parents be like, I should leave her play it. What, what does it matter to you? Yeah. And, yeah. Then, uh, and then I got the game back. And sure, didn't I not know how to make a new save file or get rid of it? And I was stuck playing as Katie uh, oh with the Bulbasaur, God. like, it's you know, okay. heading up into the second thing. So I was like, I, I was like, I remember for ages, I was like, oh, my God, she named my Bulbasaur. I can't remember what she named the Bulbasaur. But it was like there was nicknames for everything, and it was like someone you know, it's like someone, Michael. Pissed, it's like someone pissed on my couch, Michael. Oh, I thought that's what you said. Your name Bob was wrong, Michael. <laughs> that would have been that would have been an earnest name. In fairness, Michael would have been great. But um, oh. no, I wish it was Michael. But uh, no, so then like I remember because I was obsessed. Like I'm talking, like you know. I like would go into my garden with my little Pokeball mm-hmm. toys I had. I would make up scenarios. I was playing the game. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it was in second class. So that was like six, seven, you know, communion yeah. time anyway when I yeah. had it. Um, and then I remember like kind of being that blown away moment where you're like, wait, this is a whole world. You know, it still kind of blows my mind that that game has all those Pokemon, yeah. all the battling. Yeah. And I know you're going from tile to tile technically, <laughs> but like, the sense of adventure from going to island to island, then getting to Cinnabar Island, you know, like going across the water, getting to the Elite Four, raising all your Pokemon on a game that must be what, like a fucking half a megabyte or something oh, yeah, like, you know? Insane. Yeah, it, it, it was like, it's, it seemed like it was never ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I always had to, had the hope that somehow you could actually catch all 151 Pokemon on one game. I was like, surely there's a secret sure. you can do this. There has to be. Yeah. Or missing no, you know, the yeah, glitch yeah, for that. Yeah, the glitch, yeah, yeah. That, that, that again, with the hilarious story with Richard, we were like, yeah, do it on, I was like, yeah, do it on your game. Yeah, I was like, yeah, 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 check it out in your game. No, it'll be funnier on your game, you know, like whatever. <laughs> Fully well knowing what I was doing. Oh, yeah. And it destroyed his game. Oh, so like what happened was like his Venusaur that he had was a Rattata from the back sprite, but it still had all the moves, you know, like every, cause yeah. I think there's a way you could safely do it to have like what unlimited rare candy or master balls. You could multiply yeah. them by 99 in it, I think. Oh, right. Yeah. So are you familiar with the missing known thing? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. Um, it's like fuzzy something. It looks like fuzzy yeah, yeah. Uh, so white you go noise on the TV. To Cinnabar Island, you go surfing mm. by the side of the gym and you just go yes, up and down for yes, ages yes, and yes. eventually would pop up. Yeah. I think if you caught it, that's how it would screw up your game. But I think right. if you just left it, it was fine. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that screwed up his game. <laughs> oh, you evil genius well you know the. but then again this was like going back to the time where we thought demons were in our game so like you know the, the thing was it's like nah boy Richard the demon got into your cartridge man I'm sorry man I couldn't uh, and nothing could have been done the yeah. satanic ritual has been uh, has been confirmed I remember Pokemon Yellow then like following the anime better and had nicer sprites which was yeah, cool yeah yeah, no, no, that was that was a very. I thought that was a really cool adaptation, you know, putting mm. Pikachu in there, having that, the Team Rocket from the show, and there Jesse James and Meowth, and uh, stuff like that. Like Pokemon Yellow was 
I how like uh, Pokemon. I was I was Pokemon Blue like you. Um, sure. But then Pokemon Yellow, I absolutely love it as well because it's in line with the show a little bit more. And it's actually it's the the only boxed video game I have from my childhood. Nice. Is it's the only one in the box that has. You survived. have red and blue in box, so don't you? But you get yeah, them later. I, I, I yeah, that, that, that bought them. Uh, I got them off eBay. I think it was. Um, sure. So I got them. But and talking about prices, I got them for like, I got two of them totally complete in box with the manuals and stuff for like seven i'm gonna say 70 euro so 70 euro how long ago was that like 10 15 years about, ago no no about uh maybe six years ago okay you better you better you better put that into the old con machine there and make sure <laughs> yeah now they're like over like oh yeah the con machine yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like it comes in like there's a pitch <laughs> it's just i look at the cartridge and charizard has derpy eyes on it or something <laughs> Oh God! But yeah, I, I, I just want to clarify for this podcast. I swear to God, I hope it's recording my audio because I still haven't seen any oh, audio man, lines on it. I'll man. cry! I'll cry! I can, I can, I can still see them. I can. So still it looks see like them. I have a heart rate monitor attached to me inside yes. an hospital. Yes. Okay, praise yes. the Lord! Look, yes. You might have to download my file. So right, that's um, grand. That's grand. Now I have right. Here's the deal. I have yeah. an opinion that I'm going to okay. put out there. And it's a very yeah. strong opinion, okay? Mm-hmm. I think Pokemon Gold and Silver are the best sequels in any video game ever made. Right? Yes. And there's a couple of requirements of why I'm saying... I'm not saying it's the best game ever made, but mm-hmm. you know what? It does better. Now, obviously, the first two, you know, red, blue, yellow, they're like the nostalgia ones. I probably have played them more and have gone back to them more. Yeah. But like, my lord. Yeah. like. Gold and silver, and I bloody well got gold in Spain, didn't I? Or silver in Spain. <laughs> and sure, my Pokemon kept switching gender, and I couldn't understand any of the language in it. Like, it was, it was all over the place. Yeah. Um, But, like, I don't know, man. Those games where they time, it's night and day in it, like with you in IRL. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've only played Crystal. Okay, well, Crystal is, like, is like the, the ultimate version. version of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and I actually only played that for the first time about a year ago i think i remember stories on that yeah yeah yeah. i never went past gen one with pokemon you see i I stopped yeah like at the time see i was still watching the show i was i was the kid that like still like pokemon after everyone stopped liking pokemon Uh, do you know what i mean i can remember being in secondary school and people were like the lads were like slagging someone over liking pokemon and i was sitting there like pokemon cards in my bag going yeah, you were like, well, I'm not going to be taking him out and you will take the hit, little Jimmy. Thank you for this learning lesson. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm saying that in terms of, it's not necessarily that I prefer them personally, but in terms of like yeah. adding to the work. They had all of Kanto in. Yeah, that, 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 did that not blow your mind? mind. You finished the game and the whole first game you go through again. That is insane. And like meeting Red. Yes. Like he's hard how as iconic beat as well. How iconic is yeah. like that's the type of continue con, what's the word I'm looking for? Continuity. Con, continuity. 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 <laughs> continuity. <laughs> um like that that was that was like, oh my god, you know? Oh man. Like I uh, that's I remember reading about it and like I was like, I have to I have to go. I have to experience more of Pokemon. So I got Crystal. And when I heard that you can go back, that was like, I, ha- I was like, I have to play through this game. But mm. holy shit, is that a good game? Like, 
That's very, very good. And I didn't know, I don't know, or I didn't know the Pokemon that Mm. I was getting. So when they were like, you know, the random encounters. Quill, Chikorita, and Totodile were like the first three. Oh, you mean just in general though? In general, I didn't know a lot. I didn't know a lot of them. And Mm. uh, so it was, it was totally new to me. And still, even what it's what it's been out for like 20 years yeah um, you were playing you were playing like on i don't know what were you playing it on i was playing on the game boy color yeah so like the not the, even at advanced like it was no backlight nothing no no there's no backlight. But yeah you no. were you were in 2020 enjoying a black <laughs> yeah. and white unlit game like to your heart's content you know what i mean like that says it a lot you know incredible absolutely incredible and i see because this is the thing right because i had it at the time right yeah and so i was kind of still reeling from that so you have a unique perspective of going in, not knowing, like, you know, because I kept up with the anime for a long time. I knew mm-hmm. who the Pokemon were, any kind of an attachment as a kid playing it. And yeah. I played it as a kid. So, you know, there was all the, you could breed the Pokemon, you could make the fucking babies, you could do all shit. But uh, coming back, yeah. but there's also a thing where it's like, you know, I think sometimes the simpler the game is, the older I get, the better. Because I don't feel like I have all this, like, you know, time to be like, I have to go with this at like 5.04 p.m. at the grass. <laughs> and yeah, just throw yeah, down yeah. at midnight and like fucking get two Pokemon to have sex. <laughs> like, okay, you know, and bring it to this weird old daycare center, you know. But yeah. like re- coming back to it from your point of view, obviously you mm-hmm. said you liked it. Was it was it a good experience? Totally, like totally, and it didn't feel that it was as old as it was. Like the things, like the night and day thing was cool. There was the mobile phone. Someone, people ringing you on the phone. Yeah, and, and you could re you could ring them and redo battles with stronger versions of them and stuff, right? And uh, I I know I. I've only played it once, so it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I, not think, totally I think I think you could anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, and then just the, the sheer size of it, and when you finish it, and then you get to go back to red, like yeah, true yeah. Kanto, and I was like, oh man, so it has aged gracefully. Yeah, there was also the re-releases on the DS. I think it was like uh, Soul Silver oh, yeah. and thing, which are like little three D versions of them, which are nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um. See, this is then right. So this is when I started to like fall off a bit, right? So okay. Yeah, I had the Game Boy Advance, and then I mm-hmm. went on to there was Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, and I remember having the fatigue of the game set in a little bit that it wasn't like doing as much for me. I wasn't kind of vibing with the story or whatever yeah. it was happening with. Like I liked it and I wanted to like it, but I feel like it was kind of, I don't know. Cause I, I think there was fire leaf and, or no fire red and leaf green were released on the game Boy advances as well, which were like the remakes of red and blue for it. So I just replayed them. Okay. And then I think it was fucking Ruby and Sapphire. And then it becomes a bit of a muddled mess for me. It's like Pokemon, <laughs> Like X Y Sword Shields, Black yeah. White, you know, yeah, Black yeah. White Two, and like I don't know where they all kind of fit in. I think I came back in like in the 3DS with X and Y or something. Oh then... right, yeah. But yeah, um, I don't know where I was going with that. That it's a fan, it's a, one of the best sequels ever, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, it's kind of I feel like it kind of lost its innovation for a while yeah. past that. In fairness, one of the biggest complaints about Pokemon to this very day is that like they haven't really innovated it yeah like as the same like pokemon sword and shield came out on the switch and i don't know if you've played that no but um kind of garnered like a lot of complex because everyone wanted breath of the wild pokemon you know they wanted mm. like an open world that you could freely traverse and big rpg style like. kind of like you know yeah. like what you imagine the game to be <laughs> when you were a kid playing red yes, and blue yes, but in a yes. reality do you know yeah um like the pokemon was it uh 
Hey You Pikachu or uh, Let's Go Pikachu. Let's Eevee. Go Pikachu, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed uh, them a lot. Like, yeah, so did I. Now, it was yeah, yeah. incredibly easy to play through. It was, yeah, yeah. But I think that's difficult. why I enjoyed it, because I was, oh, like, yeah. half no, paying yeah, attention, you know? Thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a bad thing, but it was it was very cool. Um, it was red and blue, though. Just yeah. done in 3D. Yeah, and you yeah. control and the Pokeball different thing. Different tweaks, yeah. yeah like, you yeah, didn't yeah. have to battle Pokemon, I don't think, to, to, to capture them. You just fucking true baller yeah like the grind of a million Zubats inside in the cave was gladly <laughs> you could avoid them by physically seeing them like stuff like that yeah, was cool yeah, you know it was yeah yeah it was it was it was a cool but isn't there one wasn't Recently? there one yeah that's Arceus uh, or Arceus Legends I'm not sure now I but I, I believe it's a it's a it's a very good game now I haven't hmm. I haven't played it I don't know much about it but I I, I think I think I've heard I that it's Did great there's a new one coming out. Uh, what is it? Violet and Scarlet. <laughs> I see the new names of the new ones, I think. Oh, man. I we'll have to seeing... play them and report back and see how uh, <laughs> yeah, these old timers uh, find Maybe them. Maybe they are. Maybe they're fucking great games. I don't know. But I remember I seeing a Pokemon that was... Disappointing. Did you? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Like, I played that, and then there was another game called recently that I got two Pokemon Legends Arceus, and like the mecha- the gameplay loop of that was brilliant. You literally run mm. around, you throw Pokeballs that you see Pokemon in real life. You mm. can battle them in real time. You just throw out nice. the Pokemon you want, and you can run around while you're fighting Deadly. and catch other stuff. So that was ten out of ten. But it was a that big open cool. barren landscape and nothing. There was no st- mm. like the story was like just text based, non-existent. There's no towns. Mm. There's no that kind of world, you know? So the gameplay yeah. was brilliant. If you could combine that with like, you know, natural world, it would have been fantastic. But yeah. Yeah. Um Pokemon Snap. Fucking great game, man. Holy shit. No, I haven't haven't played the new one. But the N sixty four game. Holy yeah, I love fuck, it. what I love a game. It. I love and here's it. the thing, why is there fucking sixty three Pokemon in a game on the Nintendo sixty four? There, I you, you what, talked about this on your YouTube channel, why didn't the you? Fuck, is there sixty three? That's it, it, that's it, a conversation been, to come back to, I think, because conspir- that's make, conspiracy so theories in gaming. We should have yeah. one of them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Hundred percent. Um, all right. I suppose we should probably kind of start wrapping it up in a hot minute. Cool. Um, cool. In terms of kind of like, so would you put is Pokemon kind of one of your most nostalgic games? Is it dear to your 100%. heart? Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Pokemon Blue and Yellow. I, I, they're the same game for me almost. I yeah, hold yeah. them uh, at the same. They're in my top three, easy top three. They're, they're, they're the things time. you're running out of the house with on a fire if you have chance. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Yeah, my yeah, copy yeah. of Pokemon Yellow is definitely sure. That's probably my most prized possession that I have mm. because it's the one box game that I have for my uh, childhood. Sure. So yeah, yeah absolutely. I think um, I remember as well just getting Super Smash Bros because Pikachu was on the box and then turned yeah, out to be yeah. the greatest game ever. <laughs> what a game, yeah. Fantastic <laughs> game. All right, then. I suppose we will leave it there for today cool. and we can catch up soon. Uh, where can we... Uh, oh, well, first of all, hang on. If if yeah. anyone... If this works and if anyone wants to listen to it, we have some... We're taking titles. You know, we don't really yes, have yes. a name solidified yet. We were going to press any button to continue. Retro ramblings or nostalgia nerds are options if you like them. But, you know, feel free to suggest names. Yeah, if there's any other ones, yeah. Yeah, you'll see what's there. Where can people find you, Nisha, if they want to see you off the podcast? They can check me out on Instagram. No, your address, like, your home uh, address. It is... Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, like, go on. Code. <laughs> go on, go on, my bad. You can check me out on Instagram at Retro Gamer Ireland. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of my main thing. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. What about you? 
Oh, Jesus. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, Twitch, Twitch, Steamy underscore streamers or Instagram or TikTok or Twitter. It's all Steamy streamers. Yeah. yeah. Um, so thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Hopefully this was a nice trip down memory lane and hopefully it brought up some nice cozy memories uh, of your retro gaming. Uh, and until next time, we don't have a name yet, but uh, <laughs> signing out. Love you all. Laters. Cheers. Bye.